You're listening to the Free Your Mind podcast. Join Moya and Kumo every other Wednesday as they share their unfiltered views and debate on topics with guests from issues making the headlines to topics generating buzz in the group chats. Make sure to share the episode with a friend and rate us if you enjoyed it. Why don't you give us a follow on Twitter at GCR Free Your Mind? And of course, you can listen to all our episodes on our website, listen to GCR.com. Just go to shows and you will find Free Your Mind and everything related on there. The next episode starts now. Right. Okay. So, yeah, welcome to another episode of Free Your Mind. My name is Komo. I'm here with two great guests I've been chasing since the beginning of the year. Very, very busy people. But then today we are here to discuss a very intensive topic. So, yeah, thank thank you guys for making it on to this episode. Um, if you can introduce yourselves, I don't know who's going to start. Kafui, are you going to start? Yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, hi, my name is Kafui Gregoyomedia and I'm an architect. Right, right, right. Kafui, Kafui yeah. really did street so, but see the way he just introduced himself. Right, Adebaab, Adebaab, Jude. So, my name is Jude Nyongwagbe, and I am a designer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to an artist now than a designer, but I am a designer at RDBS. Right. Right, right. Jude was Jude was with us as a guest like last season, right? Um, on a yes. very intensive year. It was a very packed. I don't know how I handled that episode, but it was a very packed episode uh, with like four or five people. But yeah, Charlie, thanks for making it again. And we will quickly run. Anyway, I did. Charlie, how's your how's your week been so far? I make sorry, <laughs> Charlie. How's your week? How's your week been so far? surprisingly he's been calm like the right. year has been so crazy but I know, this right? month and this week has has been relatively calm thankful for that right. but i'm sure it's right. pick up again so. right 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 jude what about you charlie me the like well it, it thinks I, i've been like um sort of hibernating for a long time and i i'm just picking up for for the year um right. so it's been hectic this week has been hectic, but it's been um, productive. So, Charlie, right, it, right, it'd be, right. It'd be manageable. Let's just get straight into the first segment, um, the "What Be Your Mind" segment. And um, today, again, it's going to be a very intensive topic. We are going to try and demystify architecture and design, and that is why I brought these two people. A lot of the time, we find that uh, when people want to build houses. They don't see the need for them to get designers and architecture into the building process. We want to find out why that is and if there's something we could do or try and understand the reason why we need these people, why it's mandatory to have these people in the building process. Um, but then before we go into those questions, I would want um, Kafui to either start us up by giving us his experience with um being an architect in Ghana and how um, people involve them or him in the in the building process. Okay, so my experience. Um, I've been practicing for just about three years now. I actually qualified two years ago. 
so I'm, I'm a relative youngster in the profession but basically uh, my experience has been twofold with clients there are the clients who appreciate the art and science of what you do and others who have no idea or no regard for what you do so um, generally I, I tend not to be angry but I try and educate them on what you need to know about the profession or what you are coming to me for service so that's like a just a brief overview but in the general thing is people don't really appreciate what you do and from and from that point you know they tend not to want to pay for the service you are giving them they underestimate what you are doing for them but um, from interactions and from how you go about it your your practice you should be able to educate them and make them see the importance of what you are doing the design process and execution as well. So that's just a basic introduction. Right. Jude, um, taking off from Kafui's submission, he's saying people don't see the value in whatever service um, an architect is bringing to the design process. Do you experience that as a designer too? Do people not see your value um, in, 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 in the building process? Um, yes, um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it has to do with how people come to, um, understand what these things are. Like, um, there's, there's, um, what we are surrounded with, the predominant things that they see, they think they can do because Charlie, I've seen someone build a house my or my father built a house from scratch he didn't use any architect so i'm like ah i can do without that uh that professional and and they don't see the value also because they sort of don't fully understand what failure in design or architecture is um because it, it's not um Failure in design or architecture is not something that is instantaneous. It happens over a period of time. And, and in most cases, it's something that even isn't perceptible, right, to their untrained eye. And, uh, um, and it, it happens over a period of time. People don't even appreciate what, what the, that failure is. So it's like, ah, I'm not losing much by not giving my work or this, um, this project I want to do to an architect. I can do it myself because i've seen others do it so it's yeah it's 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 a lot of people not not really placing value on the thing because they do not understand how bad things are, could go in design or architecture they think if it's catastrophic like um, a structural failure then they see okay so this is why i need to use a professional but if it is something that affects their mood if it's something that affects their health over time they don't even connect it to the space they even live in so they don't they don't see that in place value on on, on professionals right right that is it's, it's a very interesting point you make so the 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 point you make is that the design or the nature of your house can can be like it's, it's in correlation with sometimes your mood or your general health that's what you're yep. saying right yeah wow yep. that's an interesting point yeah, let me come back to you, Kafui. You spoke about like people not um, realizing that they need um, architects 
in, in, in the building process. Can you tell us like what really the appropriate building process should be like? Who should they involve? What should they involve? I think like our guest our listeners will want to know. Okay, so generally you should there should be a team. The architects and traditionally should be the head of the team. But in some instances there are project managers as well. You should have a structural engineer depending on the scale of the project, civil and the mechanical and the, yeah, the mechanical consultants as well. So those are the basics, but there are some other consultants that come in depending on the scale of the project. Then the things you might need should be the, maybe a, obviously you need land, a titled land that's been secured and all of that. So those are the basic things you need. Then, ideally you should have an idea of what you want to do some majority of clients say they just want a house but what type of house what style what 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 are you looking for in the project you are you are going for and have a budget in mind as well so those things will feed into the the program you're giving the architect and he can pick up from there and plug in the holes he realizes you have from your general brief so then again i take another point where you talk about budget so it means that anybody can come with you with a budget and say oh this is my budget this is what i want to build has there been a case where you told the person this budget can't do this or like always. i can't work with this budget always always wow. every time a client will come with a budget i don't know if it's a cost cutting method that they are coming with to try and bring down your fees or whatever but they would mention a general sum of what they want to build with and you can write off the bat tell them that this isn't going to work you need to um up your funding or whatever but this will not work so that that's one of the processes you go back and forth with clients because they come with grandiose ideas i want a pool i want this i want that but your budgets right <laughs> your budgets, you, know <laughs> you know they catch you know right they right yeah we don't right, take pleasure right. in shooting down people's dreams but sometimes you need to again we are dreamers yeah, yeah. ourselves so True. sometimes you need to ground them <laughs> let me side with the 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 customers over here a bit you know it's hard money is hard to come by <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly so sometimes they would want to like cut corners and do other things let me, I think that maybe this would be like a two-way question. And maybe I do do start because he like deals with, um, he has a company and deals with like a lot of clients. Have you had a chance where you've had to cut corners for a client because maybe the money you know they catch and like, you don't you do also do them, give them, or probably the system, the bureaucratic system, they stress you. So like you for do them this way. And if you did, what was the process you, you followed to? Okay. So so for for us it's it's hard for us to ignore um how it's like we we have a we have our process for for the whole engagement right um in the beginning you develop um first you establish a a, a need for the project you you establish a fit for the project if you, even if um uh, you, ch- you try and check even if you are the right person for the project, whether you can handle it based on, on the size of your team, what the requirements are, after like you've established a need, after you've defined what the problem is, what problems you are trying to solve with the clients, right? So it's it's like the 
the amount of money involved in 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 the project in terms of the cost of construction and the cost for the service is dependent on the problem that you are trying to solve right so right. if if we are looking at say building a hospital there are certain things that you cannot overlook you can't say let's have a hospital that has no words or that has like a, a very integral part not part of the hospital because you don't have money like it's better right. you go and raise money somewhere and then come and come and complete the project right but the, right. the, the thing also is people sort of don't understand the that the heavy lifting in thinking is still work it's you don't need to see me picking up a pickaxe to dig the ground to say that yes i am working hard like there's heavy lifting in thinking and and you when you when you are hiring a, a, an architect or we are, when you're hiring a design team for whatever project it is that you're doing if, if it's even a, an interior design project you are benefiting from the uh, knowledge of a team right so if you are looking at the minimum amounts that the team needs for them to be able to do that project give their project attention the resources that they need and, and also the the architect the designer is also a human being who has needs who also like pay bills who also pay um, um, uh, taxes who also do all the things that other people do with the resources that they gather from their their their, their trade right so in this case right. you, are, you are trading in, in in design um thinking yeah trading in in the actual uh, um, um, legwork of going up and down to procure things yeah 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 trading that for um a certain amount of money that you think is commensurate with what you're doing so you can you can cut it down to a certain point in certain cases so after you've established your 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 fit and uh, with a client and say okay so we are perfect for the job you are perfect for us and say, oh, we can we can cut it down um, if you reduce, say, certain items. Like people come in and say, they, Charlie, I won't make you design this interior for me. Then I won't make you do this animation. I won't make you do this. Like some of the things they add, you realize that, oh, this thing, you don't need it. Like it's not a commercial project. Why do you want to add these other things to it? You don't need it. Right. It, it might, it might it might look good in the end that you have it but you don't need it for the project to um, get executed successfully some of those things you can take take out and then reduce the cost but certain things that require like the the core like certain things that will that will lead to like the 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 um the most important parts of the project those ones you can't compromise mm -hmm. on. So, like you have like a, right. a minimum amount of engagement for the project, mm -hmm. and that is also determined again by the size of the, the the problem that you are trying to solve. So, it's it's really <laughs> difficult um, um, to say, oh, Charlie, yeah, you don't have money, but I can do it for you, Charlie. Right. It, it's it's not it's not that <laughs> easy okay. at all to really right, pull off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You talk. Um, let me come to Kaf. You talk about like Jude is talking about 
um, thinking being part of the heavy lifting. And I do believe, I do side with him that Charlie, thinking it's 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 really draining. But then my thing here is, how do you meet a client halfway? Is it a thing where, like what Judy is saying, that certain things cannot be compromised? So is it a thing where, as an architect, you'd have to reject a lot of people who genuinely want you in their process because maybe one they don't get that money we will catch or two they are asking for grandiose ideas and they don't have the money to back it so you're like well i can't deal with you you should go and bring your money or you in your experience do you try to meet people halfway like do you have a client like yo you know what i like you so maybe let's do it this way and will cost less money or you don't bother yourself with that and then like you move on what really is your approach to like some of these things um i think in in your early days of practice you just want to get as much done in your portfolio as possible so to build your portfolio and that's a mistake i've made (laughs) and and i'm sure other designers and architects have made as well but as you grow and develop in the profession, you come to a stage where that where you it's not every project you take. Right. And there are some projects, even if you if you you, you can tell that this isn't worth it in the end, but you just there are some projects you don't even take a, a fee for. You just do it for free out of pro bono. Um, pro bono. Yeah. Like it it appeals to your artistic sensibilities, or you just you feel that this is a project. That can you feel you can do something with it it's not necessarily something to fill your pockets right with. so obviously you try and meet clients halfway right the, and like jude said <laughs> we are human beings some projects are just not worth the stress J- just not worth the stress um you need to th- think about your <laughs> your own mental state and dealing with some clients as well there are some clients i regret working with them now others that you you come to enjoy working with them and build friendships, long-lasting friendships with them. So there's that's a middle ground here mm-hmm. where you decide, okay, like you said, there are some things you can cut and there are some things that the project just cannot work without. So once it goes below that point, then you need to start advising yourself and the client that, look, you really can't do this. You need to take some time, think about it and come back. But it's, it's just not worth it going forward. And 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 let me add to, let me add to what Kapu is saying. So it's like, um, and, and in 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 some cases, well, in in the cases I've experienced, this is mostly um, residential projects, right? So people are trying to look at their first home as their dream house. You you have to understand that like it's your first home, it's a starter home. It needs to be done well, but you don't need all the bells and whistles. You don't need all the Charlie, all the fancy wild things that you see in magazines. Like, yeah. it should be a project you, that but, is worth us. But do do you have the luxury of getting first homes? Not to talk about getting more homes. Some people don't even get homes until they die. So exactly. Like... So so like yeah, it needs to be done well, but you have to understand the skill in which like you are working with. Like not a lot of people come come to. Um, uh, I don't think they read the full. They read a full article on projects that they even see online or in movies. Like you go and check out. Oh, well, this building is nice, and you go and check out how much it costs and how much time that went into doing that project. 
and you realize that Charlie, 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 it's it's not something that you sh- you should be stressing yourself over, right? right? You need a well done space that is well thought to by a professional that you can afford, right? You need to find out what is what the 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 realistic figures are on the ground and see what you can afford. But don't 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 make your first home like Chinchina. It has to be my dream house. Everything I ever dreamed of. Charlie, that one you, you are stressing yourself with the architect. Or you can even have an architect who, who wants to design it in such a way that like you can add on later, right? You you have a, right. a basic house that you can live in and then it's designed in a way that when you get more money you can build on that and then develop further there's also that there's also that like getting getting a chance to build your house in this country is literally like your only chance to build a house so probably well that is why they have grandiose ideas somebody will come and and this is the only technical word i know in architecture what they say they want a counter level or whatever they is being called like chalet it won't make you come out from your house then do some things then you, you're asking the person's budget then the person budget says no they even catch like concrete safe you want you want a cantilever but you're not even considering having a structural engineer on the project like it's Charlie. Like Kafui, do you have a lot of companies coming to you as compared to individual clients, or is the opposite for you? I think it's it's let's if I should put in percentage, about sixty forty to the individual clients and so companies. You could it could be let's say a real estate company trying to develop some townhomes or a whole master plan or something like that then individual clients coming for their uh, uh, retirement home or holiday home or even as we've mentioned a starter home or something like that so it's that's the sort of balance and i'm circling back to what um, jude said earlier architecture is basically thinking thinking through putting time in because, for example, at work, the residences we work on, on the design process has taken years, a year, two years, just for design. We haven't even gone into the construction process. So we have to detail stuff like the, the door handles, textures, wow. walls, appreciation of the, the stairs, the materiality, colors, just picking the the lighting fixtures, the plugs, all those details, hmm. they come in. That's what makes it a personal thing. So some of these things people might not appreciate. And that that comes with the type of client as well. So it's not every client that you're going to spend that much time or resources on. So like does that's going back to what you said. So it depends on the clients as well. But it's it's all about time. So the client should know how much time they are willing to invest into the project. If somebody is coming to you today, let's say you have a listener who is listening, says, okay, Kafu is a great architect. The way he's speaking, he knows his shit because he definitely knows his shit. That's why he came on the podcast and we invited him. Um, Jude is an OG. He has a dope company. He's doing dope design. Yo, one fast though. Jude's company designed hot gossip. 
the interior of us. So anybody, it's true. Is that true, dude? I know they lie. You know this. You know oh this. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's on our Twitter Juice, page. Juice company, yeah, right. So Juice Company is responsible for the interior of one of Ghana's OG strip clubs. So you know how serious, dude. The, ex- the the wide range of experience dude has, right? So for our listeners who decide that, oh, okay, this guy did like the interior right of now one for, of the nicest for do church clubs I've been to. For do church to balance yeah, ours, to balance yeah. Us, bro, so far as they are paying their money, man, <laughs> it be good, right? And somebody decides, okay, I want to hit these two people up, and um see whether I could work with them and all of that. Kafui, for you, if somebody they come, say they want some projects, maybe personal home, like how much averagely you could tell the person to make it come to, like make it bring? Personally, the person will have idea. Right now, sir, the question, are you asking about how much you're going to pay as professional fees or for the construction? Okay, so let's say, let's say average, someone wants to build like a starter home, like you let's use a starter home. Averagely, how much the person for bring? Ideally, ideally, they should know what they are going for for the whole building business because the scale of fees of professionals, it's a percentage of the building cost. Oh, wow. You don't always get that. You don't always get that. But in the ideal world, there should be a percentage of the cost. I can't even remember the specific. It's 8%. Yes. 8% for, or 16% for the um, so it go It could go as high as 16% for all consultants. Um, but but then that includes also supervision, right? Pre, pre and post contracts. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. Right. So, and that's another thing some clients don't think about. They just come for come to you for the design pre contract. Right. But supervision is right up there. So so important to see through what you've designed to make sure he doesn't go and pick something else, pick a different material different finish all this plays a part because obviously we are artists as well you don't want someone to mess up mm-hmm. something you've designed mm-hmm. it should work for the client and it should work for you as well. so just having an idea of the total cost of the construction cost yeah an ideal world our institute says we should charge this specific Oh, okay. It's not always like okay. That, yeah. Right, right, right. So obviously you are you are going to negotiate. That that's that's a given. Either way, there will be negotiation. Now let let me start with Jude. Can you identify like some of the common mistakes people do when they are building? Like in your experience, are there some very common mistakes? So so in Ghana, people, well, not only in Ghana. Like um, a lot of people look at buildings as the roof, right? So they they. They identify buildings by their roof most of the time. And so because of that, people spend... They look at a roof and they're like, yeah, I'd like this kind of roof. I want shingles. I want this. People spend a lot of money on roofs. And and the thing about roofs are the more complicated they are, the more issues you have later. Because you have so many cuts in the roof. You have so many pitches in the roof. Those are like places where two things come together, right? So like two planes come together. So there will definitely be an avenue for like water to get through. And then you see, you have that problem. That's it. The f- first one is the roof. Spend a, They spend a lot of money on the roofs. They could cut down. You don't need a snow roof in Ghana. You want people to see that, yeah, it'd be me, I have this house with this nice roof. 
But like, you don't need a snow roof, guy. You don't need a forty-five degree roof. We and we we like uh, like right. clay tiles that are heavy. They have an impact on your on your structural cost also, because then you have to you have to be carrying a whole lot of load, right? And and then um, right. roofs right. and I think the second thing will be people don't pay attention to where they build. And it's difficult to get data in Ghana on those things, but like it's very important that you mm-hmm. you know you have an idea of like the history at least a five years before you bought the land what what happened to the land um professionals should be able to help you with that right so you have your geomatic geodetic engineers who will be able to help you understand what has happened to the land and then advise you on that because you don't want to go build on a on a land that was five years ago uh, um a site for dumping baller for example like you have issues with differential settlements over time and your walls Charlie you go you, you it go feel be catastrophic or you don't want to build in a in a place where right. you have higher water tables and then later on you have issues where like there's so much clay that the water know they go um slide flooding here and there not the one that kills you but the one that wastes your money to put it bluntly because you you spend so much time trying to fix Maybe even your compound safe. Every time it rains, they flood. Um, the the other things are basic: ventilation, lighting. Those things are basic. Those things there. Yeah. We talk, sir. Can't we safe? We talk, sir. We tire so. Are there any are there any ones that you think uh, people can um, take note of? Yeah, I think the first mistake people do is not getting professionals on their projects. That's the first mistake, and it will cost you in the end. You think getting the professionals is expensive now? In 15, 10, even five years after going through your project, the, the, the cost of fixing those initial problems will be way more than the initial outlay. So please, please, please get professionals on your project. They will advise you on the course it takes. They will even advise you on the on the on if the project is viable or not. The course consultants, architects, structural engineers, they will give you professional advice. They've been trained to do this. So give them the jobs to help you. They are helping you as well. So that's the, that's the first thing. Um second is Charlie materials. Materials and finishes. Um Design is subjective, so everyone has what they like and what they appreciate, but there are some some things that are just common sense. Like in, in your in your preamble, you spoke about flooding and stuff, but the choice of materials and finishes, those can help mitigate some things like um, for the exterior. Someone's going to use tiles on the entire exterior of their project. Where's the runoff water going to go? <laughs> You are, it's like you are you are building a concrete box for yourself and you sit in the house and you are sweating and baking you don't understand but all that plays a part you now because of you've tiled your entire exterior landscape area your house is overheating acs are constantly on because you prefer to use sliding windows you don't you don't want to use louver blades that are 
better for ventilation and stuff. Right now, you're going through issues in your building, so the choice of materials and finishes and even fixtures in your in the structures that's another issue, and another problem is I, I appreciate landscape, so maybe that's why I'm hopping on there. People get a plot of land and want to develop the entire land using 100% of the plot, but the, there's a ratio to it. You're supposed to save uh, 40 60, so 60% of the land should be for landscaping. And even in our culture, we are we are an exterior type of people, we live on the outdoors, so we've got um, terraces and patios that you can sit there and enjoy. A cool breezy day. You develop the whole plot. There's nowhere to sit. No landscaping. <laughs> you are just making your life a hell. The house that's supposed to be your haven is a hell for you now. So those are some of the things. The materials, finishes, landscaping, and the professionals. Please, please, please get professionals. Right for the professionals, dear Charlie. It, I don't know, man. Be... <clears throat> but this one, this one, just a side note. Right, like. It's something I've come to see that fellow professionals mm. don't want to use. I, I, I just don't understand it. I really don't understand it. I don't want to mention the other professions, but right. fellow professionals do not want to use professionals. They want to cut corners, get the mason to build this. Oh, the mason said this, you can do this. Like, mm. it will cost you in the end. Yeah. It's something people need to take cognizance of. Because, Charlie. <laughs> Well, I think I've said enough on that subject. So before we end the episode, this one is my personal thing that will I call all of you. Wait, I put down for the <laughs> I put down for the synopsis inside. So if I address them before we go left, we are the ones expert advice. I know the and and I and I live in the area that's still under development. I live away there and there are still houses that are coming up. But then I see something that always worries me. These days, because of security, like Houses actually they lose them are beautification values because of burglar proofs. <laughs> so you go fix it and build some house, they're not putting the window safe, then they fix burglar proof into the wall. Oh. And again, like the burglar proof too now, because those ones that could open and close, people will find a way to like disable it. Now and then they fix them like then they build them into the wall, so like it be fixed. And if they if they make the house they lose in beauty some way. I don't know. In an experience like that, maybe I'm a client, I come to you and I'm like I, I won't build, but I don't want security. But also, I don't want burglar proof making spoil my house. Like, how you go address that issue? Maybe the two of you go <laughs> if you combine your head. This might be free consultant. Jude <laughs> <laughs> said, Jude said, architecture is problem solved. Right. So you are always trying to solve problems. Personally, I I don't like burglar proofing as well. But actually, the country we live in, we need to. You need you need to protect yourself. I've had instances, personal instances, we've been robbed before. So the burglar proof is not always that's going to be helpful in some instances. Um, but it also depends on the client right. and the architect. Right. If you come to an agreement, because there are other ways of protecting yourself other than burglar proofing. There's the home protection systems, the alarms, sensors. So you might have to. Um, cut costs in some other uh, um, areas of the project to be able to finance those things. The glass systems that are bulletproof as well, anti-tampering glass and all that. So the, there's, there are always solutions. You don't necessarily have to have the, the crisscross burglar proof fixed into the 
wall to to protect yourself even some the some some of those burglar proofing systems can be designed that's so that they are aesthetically pleasing not just the common ones around that you just go and buy and just come and yeah. so there's, yeah. there's always ways to go about it yes so like i mean i look i look at um, security on like three levels right like you 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 live in a place that is not secure so there's self problem that you can't solve so we have like you have you see estates um people live in estates the estate has a um the main gate and then you have fence wall around every every single house in the estate and i'm wondering ah like what how many levels of security are do you need and then you have the burglar proofing also so it, it it tells me that like we live in a place where we can't even trust each other we, we we are not we are not even going to attempt in most places in ghana we are not even going to attempt picket fences in estates because charlie in some way we don't we don't even want to we don't want to try that but like <laughs> I, I look at it on on the level that like first you you want um it to be difficult for people to breach and if they are able to breach it right. buys you time to like call for help um and if during that whole right. period of them trying to breach and you trying to call for help you should be able to move to a certain location that serves as maybe like a panic room and one of your rooms that could, could be designed to work like a panic room so it's it's like on, that, on those three levels when you think about it like that sometimes right. you are able to design well it takes a lot more effort into then designing the whole experience so that it doesn't become cumbersome for you but it becomes cumbersome for the thieves or the robbers or whoever the intruder whoever the intruder is so you are, you are making it difficult mm -hmm. for them to have access to you the easiest mm -hmm. way is to use burglar proof everywhere the more difficult way is to think about it like that like right. how do i prevent them from getting in and if they get in how do i stall them to call for help mm -hmm. and while i'm stalling them where do i hide so that they have access mm -hmm. to every single thing except me right because at that point when they are in your life is the most important thing right the 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 tv then go steal right. out right but, yeah then goes you go feed by another one right so you go feed by another it's, one right. it's it's like that they're they like pooping right. there charlie once you live in an insecure environment where you have a fence wall a higher a, some of the fence wall even prevent um proper ventilation it's so high that charlie the wind self <laughs> bro do your, <laughs> your building properly charlie charlie <laughs> Well, actually, you can't really do a, 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 yeah it's like yeah, the cheapest yeah, option about. for security in this part so but there's a there's a fine balance exactly you're trying to keep people out but exactly you want to imprison yourself mm -hmm. in the house as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. so like jude was saying the panic room and all that it's, right it's, it, so like <laughs> basically architecture there's so much that constitutes it. there's so much mm. thinking just from this conversation alone. right is opened my mind and i'm even an architect right so just going through all this there's so much to think about right. so much to consider right. so it's not just about a client saying oh, i'm just drawing a line mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. yeah, Charlie, yeah, it's yeah, a lot, yeah 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 it's a lot to consider 
And Charlie, I will say kudos to you guys. You guys thank are you, doing thank amazing. You, thank you. you are doing amazing. Kafui, big man. He, big, Kafui hey, always delay for the shallow side, but we didn't see him. We really talk, but we really talk, but we really see him. But yeah, you understand where up, where they, they, they a lot of black there, there so yeah. they hide they hide for uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you know that yeah you know that yeah 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 so yeah Charlie before we go end the episode I don't want to make you guys plug yourself people listen to us so I'm sure these things are good avenue to put up what you are doing so that if someone listens and they are like you i want to reach out to this guy so that he could help me with this it would be a good avenue so kafui if you can plug yourself for the listeners yes so uh, my handle is at k-a-f-u-i-i-i right so same thing for twitter and instagram yeah dude yeah so yeah so um well i I I want to direct them to RDVS instead. So um, on Twitter, RDVS underscore design. Um, yeah, if 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 anybody needs any, um, and in these days we are we are interested in, in in a lot of animation. So especially for for like um, TV ads and, and, and things and movies and Charlie, and your man they diversify the company with that too. Be like, like that. It they build subsidiaries. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> right now it they build. It, yeah, it they build animation division. It they build like your man move. Charlie, be gonna with you. You for Bob, Charlie. You know he wants to talk best. He said he's more of an artist and designer now. So Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, you can see I'm different to Galileo level. Serious, <laughs> it is, serious, it is, yeah. But if you don't know, this man is responsible for God. <laughs> like the project so, touch you, bro. Like me, bro. It touched my. The day I see the project, I'm like, yo, Jude Mubo, hot gossip. Wow. Okay. I don't go there, but if I ever do, I'm going to tell them. Listen, this is my friend. Actually, is responsible for this, you know. Probably, I'll be talking to the strippers. I'm like, I know the guy who designed this place, you know. Like, once I'm throwing them, I'll see the bills on them. But yeah, that's just by the by. Charlie, thank Charlie, you guys thanks, for coming on for the episode. I'm most grateful. It's, it's, it's been a very interesting one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it's been good. Thanks for coming again, Jude and Kafui. It's been great. We'll catch you guys next two weeks. It's a wrap. This has been a Gold Coast Reports production. Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com. I'm here to last, not to carry last.